like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens. I am super excited as I am every episode about what we're going to be talking about because we are always talking about something that will help you create the better life. Just push the boundaries just a little bit in a direction that will be something that should make your life better, more pleasant, and and just to be who you truly are. And, you know, today I have my co-host, Jessica Durrell, and our guest is Bill Schaefer. So those who are local in Florida and have been around for a while would remember Bill Schaefer from Wish 2 News, where he was always Mr. Upbeat, and uh, it was always fun to watch him because, you know, when you see Bill Schaefer, it's like, there's some good news on the way. <laughs> he has <laughs> great vibes, and, and, and he has since then you know, uh, grown and done a whole bunch of other things. Among the duties, he is co-host of the critically acclaimed Growing Boulder TV and radio shows and an associate editor of Growing Boulder magazine, because who wants to grow older? I like Growing Boulder. That's way better. He is also an Emmy-nominated broadcast veteran of four decades, in which time he's been a TV news anchor, sports director, and feature segment host. He's nationally respected for creating powerful stories that aim for the heart. He has the remarkable ability to look into people's lives and reveal powerful and meaningful lessons of courage, determination, and inspiration. Bill is a popular speaker and an MC at numerous charitable events. He has lent his time and efforts to many important causes and has been recipient of the Golden Leaf Award for Community Service. He also volunteers as a coach and mentor for youth hockey players. And I just want to give a testimonial myself to Growing Boulder because about a week ago, I was in a car accident. And yeah, that's a little bit of a downer, but it could have been really horrible because this huge 18-wheeler decided he wanted to share my lane on our highway. And I didn't get out of the way in time enough. And I went hurtling across three lanes of oncoming traffic. Somehow I was not hit by oncoming traffic. The point being, I walked away practically unscathed. And 20 years ago, I was in a similar accident. And that, for at least a week, I was so incredibly sore in my whole entire body. But this is where living well comes in. Because the only difference is that I've been taking this incredible natural supplement, and it has to be what has been making me walk around, not be hardly sore at all. So this is just my testimonial to living and growing bolder, that it's entirely possible. It all depends on your lifestyle. So uh, with that pill, 
Welcome and thank you so much for taking time out and being on here and sharing your wisdom and experience and knowledge. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I think you found out that something that we all put off, we all know about, but we don't think it's ever going to happen. One day, all of us, totally unexpectedly, are going to have a life-changing event. Maybe it's sitting in a doctor's office and getting a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's an 18-wheeler veering in your lane. But something will happen to all of us that changes everything. And we need to be ready to deal with that, to understand who we are, how we cope, what our support system is, and how we rebuild life and go on. And not live like we think we're going to live forever, but to live each day as best we can, making a difference, having a purpose, and living our lives to the fullest. You are so right, Bill. By the way, this is Jessica Darrell. Welcome, everyone. You know, you talk about having a a life-changing event. And the funny thing is um, when I turned 50, which was four years ago, yes, I'm confessing my age (laughs) to everyone today. But talk about life-changing. That was a year that um, I actually broke my leg. And up until then, I'd always been very active, but I think we, we don't really see ourselves as breakable. You know, when you're sort of living your life, doing all the things you do, it was eye-opening. And it was such a silly little thing that I did. I wish I had a really sexy story about how that happened. But um, talk about a change in the way you see things, because I was living in a, in, a, in a condo by myself. So I had to heal and take care of myself. And the support system was great. But taking care of myself, like you said, Karen, having really good health at every age helps us a mentally get through things, but be really get through it physically. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of the things that people. Uh, it's what we we battle a lot of misconceptions about age. People think it's uh, associated with frailty and mm-hmm. and elderliness, which doesn't have to be. Which we'll get into uh, a little bit more as this program goes on. But we start to associate those life changing events happening with age because you can mm-hmm. skate pretty much through your first twenty five years without really having <laughs> yeah. anything happen to you. But an injury, a, a job change, a relationship. Mm-hmm. issue money problems. These are all Mm -hmm. things that the the longer you live, the greater the odds that you'll have to face some of those things. And and really, it is our challenges that that define us. Um, And that's a big part of growing bolder. You know, people always say, well, you guys are giving the best case scenario. But it isn't about running marathons. And it isn't about Mm -hmm. traveling the world. It's about what do you do when you have a broken leg. Mm-hmm. It happens when you have an illness, a, a cancer diagnosis, God forbid, mm-hmm. or if you become one of the 45 million people in America right now who are, have stopped their own lives to act as a caregiver for a oh. loved one. Yeah. There's so many issues there. And really, it's all about taking the cards you're dealt and stepping up and playing them as best you can. We're all, we're creatures of fulfillment. You know, we all want to feel purpose and we all want to feel needed and even in our darkest moments there are many many moments of light that can lead us through absolutely absolutely and you know um bill i want to why don't we go ahead and jump right into growing bolder why don't you tell us you know because i've known bill for over 20 years 
Bill and I met at Channel 2 here locally preschool, in preschool yeah, in <laughs> Central Florida. I've always admired Bill, as, as Karen mentioned when she introduced him. He is so upbeat, always smiling. You look at Bill and you cannot be in a bad mood. Um, so when he departed the station to move um, into his next journey, which I'm so excited about, um, I couldn't wait to see what it was all about. And now being in the growing bolder age bracket... I'm even more engaged in what uh, Growing Boulder is all about. So, Bill, tell us what, you know, sort of what the brain child about that was. So why, you know, that sort of came to be. It's a great question. And I I love to talk about this. Uh, First, the most important point is there is no Growing Boulder age bracket. No matter how old you are, you can be 18 years old. Do I go to college? Do I quit and take a job? Do I stay with the parents? Do I move out? These are moments that will define you. These are growing bolder moments. We found that when we started doing the program that we would get calls from 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds saying, oh, my God, we saw that 95-year-old barefoot water skier on your program. We think he's so cool. (laughs) It's it's not about life stage. It's about a mindset. Oh, I love that. Now, here's the quick Mm. thing on how growing bolder came to be because there's really nothing like it. Uh, We all came out of local television news, as you mentioned before, and we all started to see a shift. Uh, There was a time when the news was the most important half hour of the day. We would Mm -hmm. all sit in front of the TV and and you couldn't wait to hear what was going on. It wasn't all crack house deals gone bad and who did what to who and surveillance videos and school bus fights and and things like that. The news used to, yes, have all that, but it also had a soul. It showed what was happening in your community. And that, that was my role for most of my time there. Whenever we did research, they would, you know, these focus groups, they mm-hmm. would check your ratings and check your Q score out. They would get a bunch of people together in a room and these national companies would say, okay, how many people are over uh, 50? And if you raise your hand, they ask you to leave the room. <laughs> your opinion meant nothing. Oh, really? God, I started to see, Jess, that wow. all the stories that I did were on people who were 50 or more because they had life experience. Mm-hmm. They had wisdom. Yep. They, they've been through things. Yeah. So we started to think that is an unmowed lawn. That is, an, that is a demographic of, of, of our society that is ignored, that is pushed aside, that there are ageist stereotypes mm-hmm. that don't fit anymore. And can I tell you a real quick side story? There? Absolutely. This, is, this will really visualize it for you too. <laughs> um, when we were kids, everybody over 50, think about it, Looked like Aunt B. Yep. Everybody mm-hmm. looked like Aunt B. The the orthopedic open toe shoes and the the hair up in a bun <laughs> and they were wearing a moo moo. Dinner's ready. <laughs> Today, look at the difference. Oh yeah. Nobody looks like Aunt B anymore. Nope, absolutely. No matter how old you are, we do stories on. So many 90-year-olds who are playing tennis, who are members of clubs, who are driving their friends to the supermarket. Age isn't the factor anymore. So we started thinking, what is the factor? Mm -hmm. And it just revealed so many truths to us. None of us know how long we're going to live. And you really can't change how long you're going to live. What you can change is how many of those days are good days. And there's a number of ways to do that. 
Yeah, I remember um, reading a while ago this research study that was done on a nursing home where what they did was they changed everything in the entire home out to be just like it was back when that population was young. So maybe 1920s, wallpaper, clothes, music, the shows on TV, everything. And what they discovered was that the people who uh, were having a hard time with their memory, they started remembering things. People who were a little more sunken in, they would be more communicative. They would get up and move more. And they just, in general, uh, started acting younger just because of the environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, totally agree, but I'm going to butt in with an important little nitpick here. Yes. We are not about trying to be young Mm -hmm. because we think it's cool to be us. (laughs) We are mm-hmm. to to have that wealth of experience behind us. We sort of cringe at the stereotypical, you know, the, I, I'll put my leisure suit on and dye my hair black and go out to the club and you know and see if yeah. I can buy drinks for the thirty year old. It's 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 if that's your thing, that's cool. But we're about celebrating who we are and where we are Mm -hmm. uh, and the age that we are and not trying to hide in who we were yesterday. Just a Mm -hmm. small little distinction that I think makes a big difference. And uh, the, you know, and this is also where perspective is so interesting because what I took away from that wasn't that they were trying to be younger, but it reminded them of a time when they were younger, which pepped them up. So, uh, you know what I mean? I, I totally understand because I think by, and I, I see if this is where you were going, by bringing them back to that place, they saw a future. When yes. you brought back to your 20s, you now see 80 years in front of you. But when you step into 50, 60, you start to see a, a shorter sort of lifespan. So it's different on your mind when you start to see the possibility of anything because you feel like you have nothing but time. But when you do change your mindset and say, oh, I'm already 50. Maybe I have 20 years. Maybe I have 30 years. God forbid I had 40 years. What am I going to do for all that time? But I totally understand, I, you know, what you mean by that. Yes. And because it's really easy if you have that mindset, oh, 50 is old, 60 is old, whatever. Then, mm-hmm. And you start to be, then people start to behave according to what they think it is. So they maybe start not being as active and stop doing a lot of things. And then, of course, when you're not active, then you start to fall apart. <laughs> so I love how uh, Growing Boulder is, like you said, Bill, redefining just the way we think about it, about where we are and who we are and, and sort of put age aside. And I hadn't realized that Growing Boulder didn't have a sort of age. I'm glad you yeah. you. Um, clarified that for me because I hadn't thought about that. So I've been in the growing bolder demographic for quite some time. We all are. And yeah. it's, it's really, it's how to approach life. It's, it's how to face everything that happens. It's a formula to inspire people, to motivate people, to, uh, you, you know how kids are, you tell your kid to clean his room and he goes upstairs for five minutes and he go, and you walk in and you go, what's this? He goes, I clean my room. They really believe they did. They just don't realize how much more they're capable yep. of. So you talked about your 50, 60 feeling old. Why is that? It's because you're hanging out with the wrong people. Yep. You don't wake up in the morning saying, I think I'm old. You, we don't look at ourselves. Other people see us. Mm-hmm. So it's the people that you hang around with. It's Do you know that socialization, they say, is uh, isolating yourself is j- just as bad for you as smoking 
and drinking and eating the wrong kind of diet as we age. Because the type of people you're around are the ones that inspire you and kind of set your mental framework for what is life like for you? What is it going to be about? But growing bolder, to answer your question, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a tiger by the tail. We started off with just a website, and the website gave way to a radio show, and the radio show gave way to a TV show. We're on PBS all across the country, NPR all across the country, the national magazine Growing Boulder. Uh, We have a Facebook page that has more engagement than the Oprah Winfrey Network, than the New York Times, than NBC. Not likes, but engagement. That means people that are commenting and sharing. Mm -hmm. And and the reason is we've cultivated a tribe of people out there that say, wait a minute, a word you'll never hear us use is senior citizen. Thank we you. We don't like the word boomers <laughs> either you. because yeah. there's no similarities. You could have three people who are 65 years old in a room that are nothing alike, mm-hmm. nothing alike at all. So we don't ever try to group everybody into a lump the way most people do. Uh, so, so that's very unencumbering as well. The reason Jessica said that we go out and tell so many stories of so many different kinds of people Everybody's got a different path towards growing bolder in their life, but there's something about how they've done it that can inspire all of us. Mm -hmm. We do stories on rock stars that are still at it. We're not saying go out and be a rock star, but there's something that you can learn from Robbie Steinhardt from Kansas and what it was like when all of a sudden he's not getting the rock star treatment. How did he reinvent himself? Maybe I can do that too. So it's become just a very inspiring motivating sea of positivity that in a very realistic way that people can connect to. We've talked to cancer, more cancer patients than than any other show. We've interviewed more people over 100 who are doing big things, who are volunteering, who are still working, who are at the bowling alley, who are living life to the fullest. And we can all see ourselves in these people. Absolutely. It takes just one person to show us it can be done. That's all we need. Yeah. And, um, and people follow. Very quick story because you, you just walked right. That's one of my favorite <laughs> short stories. We just came back from the National Senior Games in uh, Albuquerque. Uh, all of these at 35,000 people from all over the country over the age of 55 competing in all these different events. Well, there's a woman there who was 97 years old. She was a, a sprinter and she had broken her hip and her doctor told her daughter, what are you doing to her? Leave her alone. This is elder abuse making her go through a hip replacement. Well, the mother wanted it. Why shouldn't she be able to have it? But she thought twice about it because that's what you hear, the broken hip. That's the beginning of Mm -hmm. the end. You lose your mobility. She goes, show me one example of someone who's overcome a broken hip and moved forward and I'll do that. And you know what? We found one on Growing Boulder. And this woman told us how enriched her life is now that she's back on her feet. And that inspired the 97-year-old to do the rehab and to look forward and to enter those games. And she did great. Very inspiring. What a great story. What a fantastic story. Yeah, love it. And and yeah, so anyway, we are going to just take a little break and listen to a couple messages, but we'll be right back because there's so much more to this Growing Boulder. You'll want to be right back.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Karin W. at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Yeah, and if you were able to see us, if you are on Facebook, Shift Happens, you'll see us be all goofy and grooving and jamming. We're having a good time here as we are talking about growing bolder, which is for, we learned, any age because you know, you can be young. I know I was I was working very hard on getting bolder when I was young because I was very, very shy. It was ridiculous. It was horrible. I don't wish that on anybody. So for me, doing a lot of things socially was for me, definitely growing bolder. Now we had, we have Bill Schaefer and Jessica Durrell is on my co-host today. And Bill Schaefer is the founder of Growing Bolder. He used to be on West 2 News. And um, so here he is spreading the information about how do we live with purpose and, and really live our best lives. So if you guys were are listening to us or checking us out on our Facebook Live, we were starting to have a conversation um, while we were off air about finding someone like me is what how Bill sort of phrases it. And, and with Bill's story, just before we went on break, he talked about the inspiration that this 97-year-old yeah. woman had and, and in regards to her um, hip replacement and someone to sort of be her hero. So talk a little bit more about that, Bill. Yeah, someone like me syndrome is a great thing because it makes us believe that we're capable of things. You could have, 
You can have your doctor tell you you need to lose weight. You can have a personal trainer tell you you can run farther, but you're not going to do it unless you see somebody that looks like you, and I don't mean physically, mm-hmm. but the highlight of the national senior games that we were talking about was a woman named Julia. We call her Hurricane Hawkins. Great name. 103 years old. Wow. She ran the 50-yard wow. dash and the 100-yard dash. And you would talk to Julia, what are you doing here? And she goes, you know, I know, she would say this exact <laughs> quote, I know it's kind of a joke that I'm here, but people are inspired by it. So that's why I keep coming back. Good for her. If Julia Hawkins can run a 50 and 100-yard dash in a competition, I think I can get off my butt and Thank spend you. some time on the treadmill. Thank you. Before. That's exactly what I was thinking. So all those yeah. mornings that I'm thinking, oh, no, no, uh-uh. <laughs> Not yeah. if I want to be her. Karen, you said something at the beginning of this segment that sparked the thought as well. Is For some reason in our society, we love to silo people off. When you're in school, you're with all the third graders, or you're with mm-hmm. all the seventh graders, or you're in the high school. And we do that with people as they age as well. Why do we do that? The, the magic moments in life are when all of the generations come together and the, all of the ages come together. And, and it really is a, a, a wasted treasure for all of us if we don't spend time with people of all ages. That is such a great point, Bill. That's almost, honestly, I was just thinking, it's almost like a new demographic it's yeah. sort of like, you know, in the weather, it's 90, 90 degrees, but it feels like 108. Well, you know, we feel like when we're in a group, like we're not, you know, you start to, if you're older, you start to feel younger. If you're younger, you start to feel like maybe people are treating you like an adult and you start to sort of take on that responsibility. What a waste. One of the first uh, really eye-opening stories we did was on our friend, Banana George Blair. Have you heard of Banana? The most iconic mm-hmm. barefoot water skier ever. Yep. He skied. For after having back surgeries, knee problems, hip replacements, he got on the water for the very last time in his life on bare feet when he was 94 years old in front of the growing Boulder cameras. We got so many emails and letters from kids, 18-year-olds, 25-year-olds saying, that's the coolest guy we've ever seen. And to have that kind of magic where someone who's in their 90s is inspiring someone in their 20s. Oh, my gosh. That teaches so much about life to young people, and it keeps older people going. Absolutely. You know, and this is one of the things that that we have done as a fairly recent time where we silo people off into age categories because it didn't used to be that. And there's actually, um, uh, I have my son in a Montessori school where they have classrooms of three years at the same, in the same area. And the younger learn from the older, the older, you know, teach, you know, so we have that kind of thing. And then I was just hearing with one of my clients that I was working with last week, she was talking about, how there's this new community at a local community college, not a, uh, it's a university, UCF in Central Florida. What they're starting is a, uh, a, a, it's like a home for, from 
the time you're 55 until the end of your life. And so all those different stages, but it's connected to UCF so that they can take classes there. And so this is where you're talking about the mixture of the ages. A couple of the new trends are uh, what you're talking about are community uh, continuous care facilities to where you move into them in your 50s and you're living in a home. As you need more care, maybe you move into an apartment Mm -hmm. and then you're in a building where they can look in on you and then ultimately, you know, uh, complete care. But yeah, there's, uh, that, that, that is so important. The, the other big thing is lifelong learning. Yeah. Learning never ends. More and more people later in life are going back to school, not because they need it for a start a business, which a lot do, but just because they're curious. You know, you, you, you spend your early years chasing your ego, <laughs> wondering what kind of life can you build? Uh, what kind of a family can you build? And then later in life, in your 40s and 50s, you start thinking, there's got to be more to life than this. So you start wondering, how can I make a difference? How can I be significant? What kind of legacy am I going to leave? And that's where we really become the best humans, the best people, um, thinking outside of ourselves and, and being put in senior centers, retirement communities. What a waste. You know, school kids need more mentors and people in these communities need energy, need the injection of youth. So it, it, it really is a problem that hopefully we can turn around. Yeah, yeah. And that's where, because, you know, we have these other uh, uh, communities from, you know, 55 and up, but they're just, they're separate. You know, they're siloed off. This right. is one where it's connected with the university. Right. And the whole point is, like you were talking about lifelong learning and then the young uh, students, they can be mentored by the residents and that's how, so this is the beginning of of this process of integrating the ages and taking advantage of the wisdom and and yeah, helping the younger generation and and yeah, so it's a beautiful thing. I love seeing that this is happening. Yeah, it's a great point, and it's totally needed. Yeah. So, Bill, you have something on your list called um, the keys to aging in place. Tell me about that. I love these topics that you're bringing. (laughs) Aging in place is a hot button. You hear this everywhere. Aging in place. And people have totally misunderstood what this means. And it's not just the people. It's the industry building around it has misunderstood it too. Aging in place does not mean living in the home that you were in and not getting out of it. First of all, staying in the home that you bought when you just got married and you were having your three kids and you've got an upstairs and a downstairs and a yard to mow and a house to take care of, a roof to put on, and all this maintenance isn't always the best situation. You become a, a, a kind of a tie to the house. You don't have money for your vacations. Mm-hmm. You're not conveniently located to places that are of interest to you anymore. So maybe that's not the best place to be. And Karin, you talked about, well, maybe you live with your kids. But these days, your kids, everybody's working. The husband mm-hmm. and the wife are working. Nobody's home. You don't want to be in somebody else's house. So maybe that's not the best place either. Sometimes a vibrant area community can be the best thing for you, where you can walk to locations that are nearby that have senior facilities, a workout place, uh, uh, theaters, mm-hmm. and shopping, and the things that you love to do. So aging in place isn't about the building you live in. Aging in place is about the community around you. Mm-hmm. And you build community by being near your friends. My wife is uh, listening to our podcast today. And Hi, her mother lived to 92. When she was 88, she said, Mary, 
I'm going to the nursing home. And Mary's like, oh my God, why would you? No, you can't. Why would you do that? She goes, every one of my friends are there there. Mm -hmm. in that facility. That's where she wanted to be. They knew her. She felt at home there. And staying in her apartment, it, it was like a prison. So in her case, moving into a nursing home, what was life for her? Yeah, yeah, because they were right next door. <laughs> she didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> you know what's so interesting, though, when we when I do think about that, just think about, at least here in Central Florida, and it's probably around the country also, the way that we're building our communities, not even senior centers, but I mean, just our town. So I live in Lake Mary. I'm, I'm in a regular house, but I have everything that I need right there. Part of me says, you know, when you say, you know, what we're, we're talking about, part of me says, well, gosh, I don't really, I have everything I need right here. I don't have to go any farther and I can live in my home. And I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that we're creating communities where you don't necessarily need to make a decision to leave your home. Like you said, Bill, you have access to everything that you need, either within walking distance, a short drive. There's always um, some way to get to what you need, but you don't ever have to think about having to downsize or make things um, more convenient by moving out of your home when everything is sort of being created right around you. It's cool in some cases what's going on. I I know a lot of you are listening from all over the country. Well, there's a place in the middle of Florida, right smack in the middle, there was nothing there 20 years ago. It's called The Villages. And now it's up to over 150,000 people over 55, but it's not, it's not segregated. There's a high school there. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's employees. There's people that work at the restaurants and the stores. So anyway, it's a golf cart community. Everybody's got a golf cart and they're tricked out to the max. There's 20 (laughs) golf courses, rec centers, polo with ponies, Mm -hmm. pools, all kinds of clubs and recreation. People live in the villages. There's live music in the three downtown squares every single Love night that. of the week. These people are never in their homes. The socialization there kind of makes them go out, makes mm-hmm. them participate, makes them find a passion. And uh, that's a, an unbelievable example, like you say, of what's coming, what's possible, and what's out there now that works. Yep, Exactly. And, and again, I think this is a really taking something that used to be and because we got away from it because here in, in the U.S., things got really spread out and all over the place and uh, people moving far away from their community and, and not connecting there. And this is something that there's a lot more of in Europe. I mean, having grown up in, in Denmark, uh, this is more what it's like there because everything's close by. You don't have to have a car to go places. And it really makes a big difference. I mean, whether it's just for socialization or because you have a handicap. Like in, in my mom's case, she was legally blind. You know, so living here would have been really difficult. Um, yeah, because of public transportation, there isn't. So, yeah. What are some other things that you found, Bill, with regards to growing bolder? You talk about finding purpose and meaning because that, that, that's everything to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding purpose is, it really is life. I mean, there are many 18-year-olds that are depressed, that uh, are lost in life because they don't know 
what their passion is. They don't know why they're on this earth. They don't know how they can contribute, how they can make a difference. Mm-hmm. So finding your purpose is, is everything. And it doesn't have to be the thing you did when you were young. Uh, finding your purpose means what are you interested in? What motivates you? We, we get emails all the time of people saying, how do, what should I do? What are some good opportunities for me? And the truth is it's the journey mm-hmm. as much as it is the, the end game. It's taking that, that leap of faith and sending an email out to an organization that kind of interests you or stopping in in a meeting somewhere, going to a meetup. Uh, the internet is full of meetups of different clubs and groups that, that it maybe it starts with looking out for your neighbors in your own community or being involved in your local politics or uh, volunteering somewhere or even taking a job at that dress shop just so you can get a 20% discount. It's, it's all about taking a step not being afraid to take a wrong step or a misstep and just using that opportunity to move on to the next one. Uh, We've got so much in front of us in our lives. We've got so many opportunities to do things. Why don't we try more? And that's such a great topic because it goes back to our conversation about why we need to have generations um, combining. Because I think when, you know, we talked about you know, sort of isolating yourself. And I have two daughters, two 20-year-olds, and I have one who happens to know her purpose or so right now, but that's wonderful. She's got a goal. I have another one, honestly, who's a little like her mom was when she was her age, not exactly sure what to do. But I think that when you're sort of, when you're not reaching out to people with more experience, so... um, Yeah, so while they're trying to figure out how to get back on, <laughs> something happened there. Um, you know, one of the things that I've uh, noticed is that, um, kind of got off track there, <laughs> um, is that, are you guys back on? You're back. Yeah, you know, Jessica is powering up again. You know, that's the other thing you have to do when you're our age is you have to recharge your batteries. Oh, yes. And be plugged <laughs> in. Yes, I've had that happen a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. she'll be back in, in just a second. She's, uh, oh, she's powering up. But, yeah, you're right. It's uh, um, And, you know, really for most of us, you know, I could sit here and go, yeah, well, my son can't find a purpose like I found. It was dumb luck for me. And I think <laughs> it's that way for a lot of people, too. Yeah. Well, and again, I oh, that was the part I was going to, because we are many times uh, taught to have so much fear of making the, the wrong decision as though there is a wrong decision. This is one of the things that I talk a lot with my clients about who get caught up in the paralysis, uh, paralysis of analysis, analysis of paralysis, <laughs> because I tell them just because you decide to make one decision and you go with one choice doesn't mean that you're stuck in that one forever and ever. That's just a stop to the next thing. And what have you learned from taking that, making that move and you have new experiences that you decide, oh, this isn't for me. Great. I, think I, I think I know where that comes from too, Karen. I, uh, you mentioned at the beginning that I coach uh, youth hockey players. Mm-hmm. And we're so ingrained at an early age. There's so much pressure to win. Win yes. everything. We're playing dumb weekend house league hockey, and there's coaches that are out there yelling at kids if they lose. 
We don't give them a chance to make mistakes. We, that's how you learn. You learn by trying to cook eggs and you make a mess when you're five years old or four. And mom and dad don't yell at you. It makes you want to try it again. Yeah. But exactly. after a while, if they're the ones that take you to play dates and you, know, you can't do anything on your own, you don't think on your feet, you don't have the stomach to try. You're, not, you, you're just afraid to fail. Yeah, and it, and it's so sad. And um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take another little break. And this is a great topic. I want to definitely expand a little bit more on that. But what we want you to do is we're doing these weekly challenges. So I think a great challenge for this next week is to let us know what is a decision that you are working on, you know, thinking about making and uh, what you've decided on or something that you have done in the past that you were really afraid of and what was the outcome of that. Post that on our Shift Happens Facebook page and we will go ahead and pick one lucky winner for a special prize. So be right back after these couple of messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. We are definitely making a lot of shift happening as usual. Yes, we are. With Bill Schaefer. are with Bill Schaefer and Jessica Durrell. We were just talking about the... uh, what has been ingrained into us at, from little 
And it, I think it's uh, even more reinforced at school with regards to testing and this, that, and the other. There's only one right answer or it's wrong. And if you get too many wrong, then we're going to punish you and you're going to have to do a whole year over again and those kinds of things rather than using them as teachable learning moments that you can grow from and teaching to mastery. And I'm kind of going down my little Montessori uh, <laughs> pathway because I just love that way that they educate to mastery. But we, uh, it, it shows up as we get older also in this fear. And as a therapist, I, when I work with people, I, I have so many people who are so much anxiety and they're so worried about everything. And a lot of that comes from people think that it's a mental illness and, oh, my, my chemistry is all wrong, when so much more of it is from the environment and how we've been raised and the messages that we've gotten that you can't make a wrong decision. You know, this decision is going to be it forever and ever and ever. And we were just going, talking about before going to the last messages that it's just a decision and, and you, whenever, whatever decision you make, you're going to learn from it and maybe you'll love it, what you decided to do, or you'll just make another decision right after that. That, that's that's one part of an overriding theme that people grow up in today. And the other part is that no matter what happens to you or what you do, it's wrong. And we have a pill that you can take for it. Ugh. So if your leg moves when you sleep, we got medicine for you. If you're nervous before you took that big test, oh, you should probably be on Ritalin. Yeah. If you're overwhelmed by life, ooh, that's not good either. You probably should see a psychologist because you're broken and we can fix you. So yeah. all of these people are getting these messages for all these different reasons that you failed when you should have won the game, you're, uh, you're nervous when you should be brave. And the biggest of all, and this one affects adults, we watch Netflix all the time. We binge watch series. We have 500 channels on our TV. We've got Amazon Prime. We are a society of spectators. Yep. We don't do anything. We don't live the action, the exciting life. We let other people do it, and we critique them when they're not exciting. Get off the couch. Get outside and be the author of your own movie. Be the star of your own movie, the author of your own book. We don't do that at all anymore. Right. Thank you so much for saying this. Absolutely. Like, I, I tell people this all the time. And, and uh, yeah, and not only do they go, uh, they told to go see psychiatrists, uh, psychologists, because a lot of people, they don't know the difference. A psychiatrist is someone who has an MD, and they will write you a script. They will talk to you for five minutes, write a script, and they will keep you on that forever. You know, whereas a psychologist or mental health counselor, you know, they will actually sit down and talk with you and work some things out. Because sometimes you do actually need to work some things out and you will be moving on. But we're not going to put you on medication. So <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, what I, 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 I so, you know, love that they we can reach out to people. But, you know, for me and raising my kids, I really wanted them to first be their own, um, their biggest supporter of themselves. I mean, I. Uh, maybe you call it tough love, but if my kids were feeling a little down or like something wasn't going right, I made them internally try and make that switch because um, I didn't want them to have an easy way out. I didn't want them having someone else to talk to them through what they were feeling. I needed them to identify how they were feeling and find a solution because life is full of a lot of difficult um, choices. Absolutely. And you know what, this, this whole thing about anxiety, 
I totally understand that people are anxious, but I think that if we have, especially in my kids' case, have them channel that anxiety and show them how exciting being anxious is. I mean, anxiety only shows up when there's something really amazing about to happen that is something we haven't been confronted with before. And they have to understand that that is really so exciting. And unfortunately, as you get older, those moments don't happen very often. We sort of let them slide. We're just like, oh, you know, that's happened before. So every new opportunity that we have to have a little anxiety in our belly and do something different really has to be embraced. It means you're alive. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny, Jessica, you haven't seen a lot of these stories, but everything you're saying I could pick a story and say that's what this one was about. So go to growingbolder.com if you have a chance and look at our, all the videos there. This one in particular is a woman from Jamaica, a divorced woman, an immigrant, started a vegan restaurant in an economically depressed community. She had no experience, but that's her passion is teaching people how to eat right. Everybody told her you're going to fail. Don't do this. This is the dumbest idea ever. And I said, how did you get over the nervousness? She goes, I never got over it. <laughs> nervousness means you're alive. Uh-huh. It means you're doing something exciting. Now, you got to be calculated about yes. some of these things. Don't do something that's ridiculous, or sometimes it's it's not all that bad. But that became her, her purpose in life. What a great story. It made her feel alive. And there's so many examples. Whatever you want to do, no matter what it sounds like to somebody else, Pursue it. Uh, We did a story on a 90-year-old woman, Virginia Ferrigno, um, whose husband passed away. You know what she did? She took like a big scythe, a knife, and she would go across the street to Ward Park and weed all by herself, the vines. Really? And she lived all alone. She had her little old Schwinn uh, stationary bike, and she would put her headphones on with classical music, and she goes, oh, I never thought at 70 that life could be so beautiful at 90. And oh, it just melts your heart. She's not running marathons. She's not traveling the world. She doesn't leave her neighborhood, but she found a purpose, Absolutely. and she loves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's what I, uh, I direct the people that I work with to uh tuned into their own bodies to notice what it is that's happening because that is a signal to what is going on in the environment. If it's something, if you're doing something and you notice that you're feeling lighter and uplifted and joyful and such, that's a sign that this is something that you probably should be doing a lot more of. If it's the other way around, then it's probably something you should do less of. That's a great point because the people that are, are very healthy and doing great, it's this much of the population. There's so many people out there who, who have, for through no fault of their own, they've got physical issues. They, they're, they're stuck in economically deprived situation. They've had bad relationships that, I mean, really bad relationships. Everybody has a, a totally different situation. But yet everybody can improve their situation, even if it's only by a little bit. It's not easy. It's never easy for anybody. It does take effort. You have to work at it. But we're hopeful that the, the result, the destination makes every bit of angst that you had to go through worth it. Because really, that's life. That's what living is. Yeah, and and I love you say it's it is a process. And what I also tell the people that I work with is that okay, so because we're working on this and you're getting better, this that doesn't mean that 
hardships aren't going to continue to happen. They are. It's a matter of how do you manage them. And now that you've unloaded this old stuff, now you have room for and capacity to surf the rest. Well, we know how the story is going to end, don't we? We're going to die. (laughs) And one day, uh, everybody said the worst thing you can do is regret. So the day that you know that that day is coming, try not to have regrets. Do now what's inside you, what fulfills you, what makes a difference. And, and hopefully that helps you live a fulfilling life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Carpe diem. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Grab it now. Because as you started off, Bill, in the very beginning, we don't know how much time we have. We could walk out the door and that could be it, you know, could be an 18 wheeler, could be anything. Uh, so, so it truly is about uh, enjoying, living, appreciating, living in appreciation. A couple of, uh, I know we're getting towards the end of things and there's one big concept that we love that I want to share with you. It's short. <laughs> Don't wait until you're mm-hmm. sitting across from that doctor and he says, I'm sorry, you have diabetes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you have cancer. I'm sorry, you have heart condition. Start prehabbing today. You're going to have issues. We're all going to break down. Something's going to happen. Don't wait till then to say, man, I should have quit smoking. Man, I should have eaten better. I should have been more active. Start it now and give yourself the best chance possible of being able to move forward. Oh, it's all in Mark Middleton's book. There you go. For that. Growing Growing Boulder. Defy the Cult of You. I wouldn't even have brought this out if we didn't get a ton of, of great comments back from this. There are book clubs popping up at gyms across the country where they're sharing the book. It's kind of a playbook for life uh, for somebody of any age just to motivate yourself, to, to, to know that you're not alone in this and to know that no matter what you're suffering from, there are people just like you that have walked down this road before and we can all get there together. We're all in this together. So Let's get there together. So I love that the three of us are together because obviously, Bill, you have your wonderful um, brand of Growing Boulder, which is is it's so inspirational. And it's also why I um, also left the TV realm to start to go into the health and wellness field. And so what I do here in Central Florida, specifically in Altamont Springs, anyone that is in Central Florida is, you know, so Bill sort of has us thinking in the right way. And I physically, I try and take care of the body. It's, you know, mind, body, and soul. Karen told you a lot about, you know, how she helps with the mindset. You need them all. And what I do is work directly with your body to make sure that while you're pondering through everything you want to do and never giving up and forgetting that, you know, about age, age is just a number. It's, it's what your purpose is. And in order to get your purpose, you absolutely need to have good health. Without your health, nothing else is really going to matter. Um, so I just want to, as we sort of come down here, if you are in the Central Florida area, please reach out to me at jessicadurl, the number one at gmail.com. Let's talk more about your health and, and let me introduce you to my philosophy and what I do here in town. And, um, you know, I'll have more information on that at another time. But Bill, do you want to leave us with um, a, a word of wisdom, even though you've filled our head with tons of wonderful information? Life is full of hope and possibility. It's just there for the taking, but it's not going to knock on your door and walk in. You've got to go out and get it. Be the author of your book, the author of your life story, and the star of your movie. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. 
So and good. So what, again, I want to remind you, our challenge for you guys for this week is to find out something, share with us on Shift Happens Facebook page, what your challenge is that you're working on making a decision about, or if you've already done one and what impact that had on your life, because we want you to go out there, live your purpose, carpet diem, shine your inner beautiful light, because that's what you're here for. We need you out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary and her guest co-host for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.